Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw, and I'm here today with Jacqueline Liebel-Cote, who is the brand new CEO of Colette. Now, it's not a big surprise because she's family, and this is a family business, and she just took over from her, her father, who will remain in, a, in an executive role. Uh, but we're going to talk to Jackie about uh, this transition, which has been planned. And also about what's going on at Colette today, because there's a lot been going on. They made a lot of news recently. And we're going to find out about all that on Insider Travel Report. Now, Jackie, first of all, congratulations on being named CEO. I know it's hopefully not a surprise to you. We were talking about that to succeed <laughs> your father, the uh, Dan Sullivan Jr. Uh, what are your feelings now that you are CEO and really carrying on the family legacy? Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here and thank you for the congratulations. I much appreciate it. Um, and from everyone, honestly, in the industry that has reached out, it's it's been heartfelt. And just to have the support is amazing. Um, I'm really excited. And again, this passing of the torch came with much conversation. Um, it's been something, even when my father announced me as the president in 2018, he, he had prefaced it with, you know, within five to seven years that I would transition into the CEO role. And we're just at the five year, a little over the five year mark. Um, so yeah, the, you know, timing had, it, this has been planned, a lot of conversation. We work with family facilitators, uh, moderators, just to make sure, because as you, as you know, family transition and family businesses are very complicated and we want to make sure that we're doing it right, that we have the right governance around everything um, so that we can continue to stay relevant. And my dad's always been so supportive of me um, in all of the roles that I've played, um, you know, throughout my time, my 18 years here at the company. So it's just transitioned um, over time. And I would say in the last three years, I really took on a lot more of the organization during COVID as we yeah, a, great, you know, a great a great time to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. To be honest with you, it was. Um, to, you know, when you fall to your knees and you really are in a rebuild stage, it was a much better time, I think, to take over many areas of the business. I took over technology. I took over marketing. I took over um, the people and culture team. I already had product. I already had customer experience. Um, but I, you know, to to be able to. Um, take those on and be part of rebuilding those organizations has really helped me have a stronger vision for what the future looks like. And it's, it's, so I'm really excited. No, well, that's great. Now, now what is compared to what you're, you're going to be doing? What's your father going to be doing? Uh, I think he's still <laughs> going to be up there. Uh, I, hopefully not uh, interfering too much with what you have to do, but <laughs> no, he's uh, like I said to when, when we addressed to the team last Thursday, um, you know, he could be watching, help watch my kids a little bit more, but I don't think that that's <laughs> going to happen. Um, everyone got a good chuckle out of that, but you know, he, he steps up all the time, but no, he'll still, he was in the office on Friday after the announcement on Thursday, which I knew he would be, um, you know, my grandfather did the same thing. My grandfather had an office until his very last day. And so my dad, it's the same. It's, it's, this isn't work. This is his life's passion. Right. And he wants to make sure that we continue to succeed. And part of why we transitioned at this time, because could he keep going for sure? He could keep yeah. going. Um, but we had really talked about it in the feedback that we got from some of our board members and from others were it's best to transition when he can be there to help support me in the role so I can lean in on him and make sure that, hey, we're in this situation. This is what I'm thinking about for how we're going to handle it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? And, and leading in, I can take his advice 
I can choose not to, depending on what it is, or I can marry the two and make a better decision together based on his experience and the way I, in my experience. And so this was very intentional to make sure that, that we transition this as successfully as we can. And I have him by my side to help support me. And that is, I'm sure that's really going to be useful to you now. You, but yourself, I mean, you, you've been 18 years in the company and yes. you've had a lot of different roles, right? You've really grown on the company and you know pretty much all about it. I would think at this point. Yeah. I mean, even when I came in in 2005, we were structured much differently than we are today. We, I mean, we've expanded with having a revenue management team where I used to be part of product design. I used to be buying, I used to do the pricing. So there, you know, we've really evolved and grown in, in so many different ways, but it has helped me understand um, different aspects of the business and, and our go-to-market strategy, um, our product design. When I was in college, I tour guided it in the summers. Um, when I was in high school, I, inter- I would sometimes intern. I worked in the mailroom way back in the day when we used to have to get brochures out in boxes. So, you that, know, that seems, that seems to be the first job everybody does is getting yeah. brochures out in boxes <laughs> when you're in high school, right? <laughs> so I technically have been doing this more than 18 years, but 18 full years after, cause I, I don't may, you may know, I don't, can't recall if I've mentioned this to you before, but as a family rule, once we graduate college, we are not allowed to come into the business for at least three years. We have to work outside the, not the industry per se, but I did have to work outside the company. And I'm after my three years was up, I was in a completely different, loved the experience I had, but I was ready to come into travel because I always knew I wanted to be, I wanted to come into Colette. I wanted to be start in product. And that's really thankfully where my, my road and my path took me. Well, we were going to have one of my questions later on is, you know, did, did you always want to do this? And, and this is realizing what you wanted to do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I did always know that this is what I wanted to do to lead it, you know, for sure. You think that as a kid, I hear my kids nowadays, you know, they're like, Oh, I want to do what mommy does. I, you know, so, you know, when you grow up in family business, it's just a different, it's hard to explain for many, but it's just a different environment. It's a different experience. Um, you know, it's funny. My dad was with me and my daughter had a soccer game this week, this past weekend. And he was just talking to me about different things, you know, obviously the, the terrible tragedy that's taken place in Israel and, uh, we were talking about some other stuff and my daughter's like, can we just not talk business for like one car ride? And so, you know, you grow up listening and hearing about it a lot and that's a good and bad thing. Right. So um, we try to balance it, but no, I mean, I, I always knew instinctively that this is where I wanted to be. Now, of course, then of course you mentioned earlier, you know, the, the challenge of transitioning uh, to another next generation of family business, it's a big challenge. You guys, you said brought in advisors and stuff like that to talk about this. How did, how did you do this so successfully? And maybe, maybe it, it feels like it, it, it's not something that's happened overnight, obviously, no. Uh, no. But, but how, how did you succeed so successfully with this? Yeah. I mean, you have to really, you have to relinquish control, right? And to know that we want, because we want to continue this organization and we don't want to sell and we want to, we want to have it be maintained by the family. There's a lot of thought that needs to go into that. A lot of governance that needs to go into that. A lot of making sure everyone's on the same page that needs to go into that. And so, you know, back in 2014, we all, there were four of us, my brother, my sister, my father and I, um, went to Harvard for, uh, I can't remember if it was a, it was a couple days. It was a week, but you stayed there. You overnighted at night, you would have case studies, but we worked with John Davis. Um, and there was a whole cohort of people from across the world, um, that were in this, um, session for the week. And it was all about family businesses mm-hmm. and how, 
different structures you could or should have in place because there's no family business that's structured the same. Um, and so it was just it opened us up to all the different opportunities and the ways that we should be thinking about what will work for us, for the for Colette for its longevity. So this isn't a journey that's just started right. recently. This is something that I would say my father and my grandfather were very good at. And we've continued that and we've just made sure to educate ourselves on what our options are through courses like you had at John Davis and Harvard. And he's very well known, but there's many others out there and different, whether it's different organizations or through different universities that, that support these sort of initiatives um, for family businesses. So you know, it's, it's, again, it's nothing that we've taken lightly. It's something that there's been a lot of conversation around because it is so critically important. No, absolutely. And congratulations on, on making that transition. Uh, now you, you're becoming CEO at a time when really Colette is it's celebrating one 106 years. I was like, I had to do a double take on that in the business. <laughs> and, and you're, you, and yet at the same time, you're unveiling a lot of new programs, uh, a lot of new destinations, uh, travel advisor programs, consumer programs, now, first of all, you offer tour programs all over the world. Where don't you offer programs? I mean, yeah, it, look, we have over 160, 170 tours globally, right? So mm -hmm. we do go to all seven continents. Um, Antarctica is still on there. It's obviously going to be very expensive. Um, but for those that want to tick that seventh continent, for sure, that's the only one I have left to go. So at some point, I have to get there too. Um, but where don't we go? I mean, right now, obviously, we had a Russia tour. Obviously, we're not in Russia. I'm not sure that we will ever go back. Um, but we'll see how that all works out china um you know we're in asia and in, in parts of asia but china yeah, has not come yeah. back for us um and i don't see that i don't see that coming back relatively soon um but you know there are areas that i think are opportunities for the future like we've just launched turkey uh, i want to say two years ago um you know so we are expanding into other areas the balkans and things like that that are newer for us but are great regions and great destinations um so, yeah, I mean, there's not too many places we don't go. Um, I think what you'll see as we continue to design and develop is there's always the must, right? And I think you see this even a little bit more with Explorations Tour product. We're, we're not only in the roams, we're in the secondary cities. So the, right. the, the lesser known, but really drive great value and really drive great culture um, and support these smaller you know, villages in some of these places that, you know, depend on tourism. And so there's over tourism in the big places and where right. we can help spread that out, I think is, is what, where you'll see us continue to expand. So it might still be in Italy where we have a lot of product, but in oh, yeah. things no. that are not as well known. So there's still a lot of love we can put out into the world to learn about people and culture and connection and all of that. And then, of course, you have situations like we have now in Israel and, and, and you had to unfortunately, you know, cancel your programs, at least to the end of the year. Yes. Uh, and I, we, you just had that news out uh, and said, I'm sure you're thinking about when we're going to be able to go back there, though. Yes. I mean, look, we have to see how this all plays out. What is happening there is so tragic. It's so unfortunate. 
Um, you know, we were, we got our travelers out immediately next day and they flew out of Jordan um, and they're all successfully and safely home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but what's happening there, you know, there's going to be impact into 2024 um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, whether this war is still continuing or people are just going to fear going there based on what recently just happened. It's, it's natural human behavior. I think people there's the great thing is, is there's a large world that we can travel to. So if, domestically people feel more comfortable and they don't want to do Israel right now. There's options to still do that. I don't think you have to hunker down and not go anywhere, but um, especially after COVID people, people don't want to be doing that any longer, but it is just tragic. And, you know, as, as quickly as we can get back to support Israel, once all of this is over, I know we will. Um, But again, it's, it's really going to be the tolerance of the traveler and when they're ready to go back as well. Absolutely. Now, uh, on a lighter vein, uh, uh, what are some of the tours and and programs you really want to highlight for 2024? Uh, What's new at Colette? Yeah, we have we have quite a bit new, um, you know, just not getting into some of them. But Patagonia, one I really want to go to, but it's doing extremely well for us. You, you um, can say have, the ones you really want to go to, too. Oh, I really want to go to Patagonia. That's not a, <laughs> like that is a true, like very factual statement. Um, so, I mean, I, that one I just think is great. Uh, we Our designer went on one of the first departures and um, the just the pictures and the images that she took back just are breathtaking. And I really just think it's a part of the world that people are just as less familiar with. And I think right. that the more that we can open eyes to to the beauty of it, hopefully, you know, like I said, we're, we're seeing good numbers go there. We have a new spotlight tour. So um, our Northern Italy tour, which is um, great. Our spotlight on Tuscany tour that we have does superb. So this is sort of a and a, a different version of that. Um, people yeah. like sort of that um, hub and spoke model. So I think that's what you get when you do this um, Northern Italy tour. So it's it's that single hotel sort of hub and spoke. You're there for seven nights. You're going to go and you're going to meet a pastry chef, mm-hmm. learn how to make tiramisu. So you get to go back to all your family and friends and you're going to look like a superstar when you can go back <laughs> and make the best dessert ever. Right. So you get to do that experience. Um, you're also going to go to the Prosecco region. So you're going to get to do the, you know, the Prosecco wine tastings and all of that. And you'll be able to go to the Dolomites as well. So um, it's a, there'll be a cable car ride that you get in the Dolomites. So there's a lot of great things. And then you're also going to visit Cortina, which is where the 2026 winter Olympics will be. So, um, which is nice to go before, because once you go after it typically gets more expensive because in the anywhere there's an Olympic, you know, Olympics, um, they always build up infrastructure. They're always building more hotels. So they always think the demand is going to be there afterwards. And it typically isn't as much. So it's a good time to go. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So those are a couple of things you just reminded me because you actually have a lot of different tour styles, right? Uh, different, yeah. different kinds of talk in brief. Just tell me the, the different kinds of tours you offer. Yeah, so we have our classic tour product, which is going to be if you're the first timer who who is going to Italy, you know, our reflections of Italy is a great tour. You're going to hit Rome, you're going to hit Venice, you're going to hit Florence and you're going to hit some other key areas. Right. Um, You know, so there's the first time, you know, so the classic product and there's a lot of classic product also here within the U.S., within Canada but that spans all over Europe and all over the globe. I think people forget that we're very much known for North America and for 
Europe, but we go to South America, we go to South Pacific, we go to Africa, we've been there for three decades and we do a great job um, in those regions and score high excellence. So we have our classic tour product, we have our exploration small group tour product that has grown exponentially since we have come out of COVID. I think partially, there's two reasons. I think the smaller group experience, um, people just might feel a little bit more comfortable with that just post pandemic times. Um, the other is that we've expanded the product portfolio. So we have a lot more itineraries on exploration, okay. small group. It's expanded through Europe. We have spotlights. So that's more if people want to stay in one hotel, but do more of that hub and spoke experience during mm -hmm. the day. And we really tailored that to not have drives more than an hour and a half in any which direction. So it's not a whole lot of sitting on a bus or different modes of transportation, I should say, whether it's taking a bus, right. taking a train, whatever it may be. Um, so we have that. We, 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 we dabble, if you will, is probably the right word in cruise, river cruise. So we have our partner. We have a few river cruise itineraries. Look, there are those that do river cruise really well. Let them do river cruise really well. For those that want to do it with Colette, we have a small portfolio of that. Um, and then we have our faith tours, very few faith tours, but there, there is a market for that. And so we have that as well. No. So, okay. A lot of different styles that yeah. uh, our, our, a lot of options. our travel advisor viewers can choose from for their clients. Now, uh, and speaking of travel advisors, you actually just launched a, a new travel advisor rewards program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what it involves? We did. I mean, look, there's so much discussion um, around how do we have more travel advisors experience and really see and understand the value of land touring, right? And the best way, it's as you know, and we all know, is you got to get out there and really experience the product. Not a FAM, which is an abbreviated version, like really be with travelers and understand the true sure. experience. So with this new program, um, it's basically you're rewarded for booking more travelers on Colette. Um, so it starts at a reduced rate of 50% for the advisor. And the, the more travelers that you book with Colette, the more that you'll receive, um, you know, within a single year. And then you have the opportunity also to, um, for a companion, which will start at 25%. So, and you can be fully free if you get 40 or more travelers, wow, um, you would get a, a comp um, tour to, you know, to destination of choice. Absolutely. No, that's that's a great program, especially since they can go experience and then hopefully sell more. So that's that. You that know the product. Exactly. Uh, but then on, on the consumer side, you also have a new passport club, which is kind of a loyalty program, I believe, for your customers. And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, correct. So the way that it worked before, it was a flat you know, 150 for the first 12 months, and then it dropped down to 100, I want to say, I believe that's right, um, for the second year, and then it would expire after 24 months. And the more that we sat around and talked about that, you have a spotlight on San Antonio, which costs, you know, it's a very different cost than a complete South Pacific. So this is really to also... Um, create a loyalty based on what you're spending also, right? So right. the the more you spend, the more you get off. So the way that we've launched the program, it's a two-tier program right now. So the first two tours, you would be tier one, which is the adventure, if you will. Um, and you the first year you would receive um, 5%. So up to 12 months, you get 5% off what you paid for the for the land tour value of the tour that you've taken mm -hmm. after 12 months, 
to 24 months, it drops to 3%. So you still, it's of what you paid. So if you paid $5,000 or if you paid $2,000, you'll get what that 5% or 3% would be of what you paid. So the loyalty really does go back to the traveler. It will expire after 24 months. Um, after two years, after your second tour, um, you become an explorer. So you go to level okay. two and you become part of the explorer, which gives you obviously the 5%, the 3%, but it also gives you $100 towards an upgrade, an option um, on tour, things like that. So um, there's added benefits and perks that you get the more that you, you know, that you go from one level to the next, which is how any loyalty program should work. And that's great. So you get you, you got loyal customers, and you already had re good retention rates, I, I believe, with free your tours. People people yes. like to travel with Colette, right? Oh gosh, we've met. I've met so many people um, that have traveled with us 10, 12, 15, 20 times. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like thank you. How do how do you find all that time? I want all that time. But now, yes. Um, in addition to that. Um, you know, there's not a lot of tour brands out there, but you're really working on making Colette a lot more visible out there. I think you just had, you have a new public visibility with your partnership with Wheel of a Fortune. Uh, and uh, what, what exactly are you doing with that uh, TV program? Yeah, so Wheel, we've worked with them for well over 20 years. We've been Okay, so you've been there out there, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we've been with them for, for quite a while. The, our partnership has definitely expanded and evolved over the last many years. Um, where we now have integration weeks and doing things with um, Maggie Sajak, um, who is Pat Sajak's daughter. So doing Fan Fridays with her. You're going to see her um, in Maine, New York, Europe, soon to come. Um, she did some videos. We did some recordings in Newport, Rhode Island, here close to home. But we have tours that go to these regions. Um, so really partnering with them um, with getting more visibility and just expanding that partnership and, you know, having trip giveaways and sweepstakes and things like that to be able to. One of the things we have to do is build our brand awareness. Right. We want, you know, our travelers to walk through a travel advisor, but we want them to want to travel with Colette, right? So if you got to walk get into that brand. travel advisor and say, I want a Colette tour. Exactly. Right. We want to make sure that our brand awareness out in the market is, is known, is visible. Um, and we know it's, you know, it's respected and, but we want to make sure that, you know, you got to continue to, to build your own brand as well. Right. So. That's what's important. So, now, that, I know, and, and I know I've, I told you this before. You guys have some wonderful videos you've done uh, uh, of mm -hmm. your products, and really, uh, you even have a video about your your uh, becoming CEO that we actually posted. Uh, it, it's really good stuff, and and I've encouraged you know, really share more of that because it is you do spend a lot of time and effort to do these wonderful videos. I will tell the team. Thank you. Yeah, and it's it, and I've and I, but I've told you this before, so I think it's a great way to get it out there. And if, if travel advisors can see these videos and then forward them to their clients, uh, uh, you'll probably get a sale. That's for sure. Uh, but now let's talk a little bit about any other initiatives or programs that you want to highlight uh, as you take over as CEO. Yeah, I mean, I think I continue to focus on the customer journey, the customer experience, and staying very close to that, um, especially in travel. There's so many touch points um, along the way. So that will continue to be one of, you know, that's one of the things I've brought into the business. It's one of the things that I will continue to move forward Um and again, that's one that my dad's always supported. I just came from a different perspective and a different point of view for where I, I see that that will continue to forge forward. 
And then just continuing to look at our technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you I'm like up to my eyeballs in technology right now, which is a good thing because look, we want ease of service. Time is money to the travel advisor community. We don't want anyone waiting on hold and our hold times are extremely short, but if you don't have to hold at all and we can be more self-service, how can we provide that? So I think right. continuing to, to do that as well as keeping our relationship with our advisors, right? There always has to be a time that we need to speak to one another, but not always. And if we can just make things a little bit simpler, for, for the customer, for the advisor journey, that's critically important. So I think that's just, it's a continued effort that we continue to move forward. And that's, that's top priority for me right now coming into the CEO role. No, obviously you just spoke to the travel advisors there. Is there anything else you want to, we go out to about 126,000 travel advisors now. Uh, anything else you want to say to them? I just thank you for all of those that support if, you know, that have, that have booked travelers with us. It means a lot. Um, the support, honestly, from so many advisors that I've received just since Thursday, congratulating me, you know, not on just being the fourth CEO, but the first female CEO that, you know, it goes a long way. And I think Colette is on a path for tremendous growth. We're seeing it now. Um, we're scaling and every decision that we're making is to make sure that we're supporting the advisor community to be better, faster, more effective, more efficient. So continuing to trust and partner with us is, um, and if you don't really know who we are, reach out to me, I'll connect you to the BDM and just to, to get some introductions. Um, You know, we have great product. We've been here for 106 years and I don't think it's by accident. I really do Mm. believe and I know it's because we listen to our partners, we listen to our travelers and we continue to change. And it's, it's part of what we do. And, you know, we design our tours on our own. We don't go through third party. And I think that's critically important. That's why we were able to get our travelers out of Israel within 24 hours when mm-hmm. when everything went down. And, you know, we're a trusted partner in the market. And um, I look forward to continuing to work with each and every one of you. Fantastic. Now, where can travel advisors go to get more information and learn more about Colette? Yes. So it's Colette.com or on Facebook. It's the travel agent network. It's the TAN. So you can join that Facebook group and, um, you know, there's constantly, you know, advisors supporting advisors, answering questions, um, and then us feeding out information on things that advisors would need to know or want to know. So those are the best ways to stay connected. Well, Jackie, first of all, congratulations uh, on it. It's been, I'd say it's a long time coming. It has been 18 years. I'm sure it's very satisfying now. And, uh, and, you know, you're not going to lose your, your father is going to still be there if you need him. Uh, And and he'll be, I'm sure he'll be in, you know, these, these founders, it's great. I love talking to people who are, you know, founding parts of the business. And in your case, it was even before that. Uh, that this yeah. this was uh, uh, a family business for so long. Uh, but again, congratulations. It's great. As you said, you're only the fourth CEO of Colette and the first woman who's been CEO, and that's all fantastic stuff. And uh, I keep seeing the company growing and growing. So uh, I'm sure the next few years are going to be a lot of fun for you. Uh, again, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you. I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.